Hi everyone, I'm Dee. And I'm Alex. And together we're DNA. And you're listening to the DNA of Mindful Relationships podcast. A relationship breakup is one of the more stressful life events anyone could go through. But sometimes it's just plain necessary. Mm, Indeed it is, Dee. Well, join us as we explore in this episode, Breaking Up is Hard to Do. They say that breaking up is hard to do. Um, Sorry, what was that? I think that's enough of that. (laughs) All right then. They do say that breaking up is hard to do and we're going to talk about how sometimes it's just plain necessary because sometimes it just doesn't work out. Mm, Yeah, well, not every relationship can go on forever, right? Well, yeah. I was thinking about this topic earlier, as I do, reflect on what we're about to talk about. And I was thinking about in my parents' generation, you needed really, really good reasons for breaking up. And they were either uh, the your partner was an alcoholic, they were physically abusive. They died. They died. That's a good reason for breaking up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they gambled your money away. Or they were unfaithful. Or they were unfaithful. But even, even then, that one mm. was kind of moderately acceptable and it's not something you spoke about openly anyway. Mm. So there, there were very clear guidelines. And, you know, these days though, it's, um, you know, more acceptable to move on from a relationship. Well, especially if you don't like the same shows I like to watch on Netflix. That's the grounds now for breaking up. I think that's a very weak ground for what for breaking up. Well, we're a lot more disposable society now. I think relationships yeah. break up for a whole lot of reasons now. Yeah, and look, um, I think we could definitely do an episode on, um, you know, signs to look out for where you need to work on the relationship. And I, I'm a, a big believer on the relationships can be worked on, relationships can be improved on, skills can be developed. But in this episode today, Alex, we're going to talk about how some of those signs are indicators that things are going down the gurgler. So the relationship's breaking down, requiring you to break up. Possibly, yes. <laughs> yes. This is kind of like the last... Um, the last bastion, I guess. It, this is not. This is not your first option. This is somewhere down at the very end when you've tried everything. You've tried within yourself, within the relationship. You've tried maybe even with therapists with some help. Yes. And that's all failed. And sometimes you just got to break up. So, I guess we're going to explore what to look out for, mm-hmm. and maybe some tips on how to break up. Yes. Yeah, so. Um I've got uh, six indicators that maybe things are not quite going the way you would like them to go in the relationship. And we're not talking about disagreements of Netflix shows or what else? What's another example? Some of other frivolous excuses. Frivolous excuses like, um, you know, he's always out playing golf or he loves 
jigsaw puzzles and stays up till 1 or 2 a.m. doing a jigsaw puzzle. not a bad thing, is it? Surely not. (laughs) Particularly when you're in lockdown. I forgive you for that one. However, let's have a look at some of these um, signs and maybe we can discuss how to watch out for them. Um, The first one is a loss of the usness. And I think I've mentioned this word. Usness. Usness. It's, (laughs) yeah. I've mentioned this in previous episodes and the usness is the um, being able to view the relationship as um, a complete package. So it's not about me, it's about us. And, you know, if you start hearing with a couple, if you start hearing them um, talking or how they tell their story of the usness, if that makes sense, is a real indicator that something's not quite right. So, so if it's a unified story as opposed to throwing someone under the bus. Yeah. So if, they, if they're talking about um, the story of us in a positive, playful way and they keep all that irritability and that emotional distance and all the problems because we know every relationship has conflict Every relationship has their issues to work through. Every relationship um, maybe has a bit of resentment that you've had to work through, um, including anger and frustration and all of those things. But that doesn't play an important part in the story of what makes us a couple. Then that's a really good indicator if, if that's kind of left in the closet rather than, you know, that old saying of airing your dirty laundry when couples actually can, um, you know, uh, use their judgment to share the positivity about um, the relationship, then that's a good indicator. But when that starts coming out of the closet, that's not a good sign. And and all the, also when the negativity, um, the stories of negativity take over um, and they actually outweigh the 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 good times so they're remembering all the negative experiences as opposed to the positive ones and it's often an awkward position for your friends to be in when that's happening in front of them yeah and another um thing that we had discussed in a previous episode and i can't remember which one this was but we mentioned the four horsemen of the apocalypse of relationships and that comes from the work of um the gottmans And I just wanted to remind people, so the four horsemen, when they exist in a relationship, then it often um, is the death knell, an indicator of the the demise of the relationship. And they were, and I'm not going to put you on the spot, Alex, (laughs) because... What? I often do that, but um, let's just quickly go over those as well. So the four horsemen included criticism... So when there are constant criticisms towards your partner, um, contempt, and contempt is a sense, it's like an underlying sense of anger and hatred and negativity. Defensiveness, so when nobody takes responsibility for their part in the relationship. And the fourth one is stonewalling, so things don't get discussed. So literally there's a bit of a wall up and... Um, that's so how where are you the doing? conversations I'm end. Fine. 
that's a stonewalling comment. Yes, definitely. So when all of those things are present, that's a bad sign. Um, and, you know, when we talk about negativity, that's what, often what I'm referring to. A so, hang on. so what if only one or two of those are present? Then, you know, maybe that's an indicator that you need to work on those one or two. Mm-hmm. But it does take two people to have that awareness to say, hey, we've been criticising each other a lot. Well, there's no I in usness. That's right. It's not I-ness. It's usness. Babe, just be careful what you say. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't get that. But anyway, maybe you can tell me later. You could be your royal I-ness. (laughs) I-ness. Another sign is um, where there's very little fondness and admiration. So often when you start in a relationship, you know, and that's, you know, the golden stage where there's a lot of affection, um, there's words of affection, there's acts of affection, there's admiration. And um, that kind of lasts for a period of time. And then it kind of peters out, but it's still there. And it's still, it's just not as intense as it was in the beginning. But couples where there's very little fondness and admiration, um, that's where they, they, um, you know, suffer that beginning process of um, being quite, feeling quite separate as a couple. So there's a big difference between um, couples who last and couples who separate. And one of the major differences is that they're not together. That's one of them. The other major difference is the, um, you know, the fondness and admiration creates a warmth um, between a couple. Warmth, respect, love. Um, and couples that separate tend to be lacking that warmth. So, and also couples who break up tend to recall very unfavorable first impressions of their partners. So, if they're telling their story about how they met, it seems to, they seem to really focus on the, the negative aspects of the first meeting. And the words they use to describe the relationship or that initial meeting comes across as quite cold. So it's like the signs were there from the beginning. Yeah. But mm. if you had have asked them right at the beginning, after soon after they met, the story would be much warmer and, and loving and, and affectionate, you know, in, in their words. Whereas um, a sign that it's not going quite right and it's going towards a breakup is when... The words are very cold. So it's the opposite of rose-coloured glasses. It is. I don't know what colour. Blue-coloured. Blue? Black? Yeah. Maybe? Dark. Very dark. Um, another sign, a third sign would be where um, the meanness... Not meanness. ...dominates the usness. <laughs> so where happy colour... Uh, couples often talk about the usness and the we, and the, and that creates solidarity because we're a team. Um, couples that are sort of on the verge of breaking up tend to focus on me, 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 and what do I need and what do I want. And you know that's an indicator that the solidarity is really broken down. Um, and also unhappy couples become quite. Um, gridlocked by the negative arguments because um, they're focusing on me. And when you're focusing on just what you need, it's hard to have understanding 
of the other and their needs. And we've talked about how that's really important that when you're communicating, you're not just communicating what you want and what you need, but um, communicating to listen and understand your partner Mm -hmm. and what they need and what they want. So me, 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 me does not a good healthy relationship make. No, and it's because it's grammatically correct, incorrect. Mm. <laughs> um, the fourth sign is um, when you hear impersonal details of um, one partner speaking about another partner. So often couples that are quite connected and um, happy in a healthy relationship have vivid and distinct memories um, about each other whether it's the time that they met or just memories from last week, and they talk about it in a jovial, positive, maybe playful way, even, you know, a little bit teasing. However, when couples that are on the verge of breakup, they'll often remember personal details, but just in a very impersonal, superficial way. So there's it's more vanilla. There's less colour in their words. That's right. Mm. And... Um, and they don't really mention anything specific about each other. Oh, yeah, we met in a pub. But there's no there's no um, extension of that. We met in a pub and I saw her and I, you know, we locked eyes and it was amazing. The beer was good. That's what I remember. <laughs> so that's often another indicator. Um, sign, the fifth sign that the relationship may not be working very well is that the struggles within a relationship, and we all have them, like I said, they're really, really normal. But they, instead of bringing you together, they actually push you apart as a couple. So couples that talk about their history as chaotic are often quite unhappy. So the way they describe their struggles as chaotic, as um, as negative as, uh, you know, very frustrating and an awful experience, um, often are talking, are using, are using the language of negativity and, you know, it's hard to sort of come back from that. These stories actually pull them apart um, or push them apart rather than pull them back together. Couples that are quite happy kind of make light of those struggles because they can look back on them and go you know I know that was a difficult time but I'm so glad you know we've come a long way since then and they they might even make a joke about you know some of those struggles so it creates more of a bond and couples that work through together um, work through struggles together and, um, you know, discuss it and they come out at the other end feeling more connected, more bonded, um, are actually developing a really healthy connection. I know, I know when we have disagreements, we'll often say, you know, is this really a team DNA decision? You know, and really it's about, you know, is this in the be- best interests of both of us? Yeah, and I, I think we don't actually say those words. I've said them. You haven't heard me say that? No. no. Can you give an example? No, this is maybe a conversation for another episode <laughs> then. Um, but I mean, it's definitely the way that we both think and we try to and sometimes we need, you know, reminding. But, 
when you take action based on what's best for the relationship rather than just what's best for me. Obviously, we're not saying disregard your own needs um, because that's just as important, but it has to be within the, the bounds of the relationship. You know, what, what matters is how couples interpret the negative and positive events in their history. And if it's interpreted as awful and, and you know, um, difficult things that they haven't really resolved, then that's going to be quite a, a, a bad thing for the relationship in the future. And the last one, the sixth sign, is that um, when the relationship falls short of your expectations. So um, often when I see couples in therapy, it's interesting when one, one person in the relationship talks about how disappointed they are, um, how it, it didn't meet their expectations, you know, statements like, he's not the man I thought. I was going to be married to or um, or she's not the woman that, you know, I fell in love with. Or Those we're not we're not sure or we're not where I thought we'd be right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's often a sign that the couple's at risk of splitting up. You know, disappointment is a hard uh, emotion to sort of overcome. So they recall events in the past and often things are expressed with cynicism and s- even cynicism about their relationship and the commitment that they have for each other is not a good sign. And they don't they don't really go into any of the nuances that's involved in relationship. It's everything's kind of black and white. This is what happened, therefore I feel this, rather than looking at yeah, but there's other factors that influence what happened. Um, and that's another indicator. So these are more subtle signs that things are starting to break down. So, okay, so those are signs that you're heading towards a breakup. Obviously, you can still come back from these if both parties are willing to work on it, right? There's always hope. Oh, look, I really believe there's always hope. And if there wasn't hope, I think I'd be out of a job. But I guess it's an indicator, it, it's, it's really a matter of if you have one or two of these indicators, then it's a sign that something needs to happen, something needs to change. Whether you need to get professional help or you need to start a conversation about, you know, we, we don't, we don't um, give each other as much affection as we used to. Or, you know, I'm hearing a lot of negativity in in our conversation. That sort of um, communication needs to happen or that sort of dialogue with each other. And even if it means getting professional help early, please don't wait until things really, really break down and a discussion about divorce comes up or let's split up. Then you go to make an appointment for couples therapy. It's not too late, but it makes it really, really difficult. I think, um, you know, when you talk about the four horsemen, I think when it comes to maybe getting some help, some counselling, you know, if you can reframe things, you can deal with the criticism, contempt and defensiveness because they're really just outputs of how a person's feeling. Mm. I think that the difficult one is stonewalling because that's really an indication that someone's not really prepared to actually go and do the work and have the communication that's needed to resolve all those others. 
Yeah, that's a really good observation because I think stonewalling is um, something that's out of your control and it it's kind of like a passive-aggressive way of the other person um, that it, they implement this as a strategy, consciously or, you know, not so consciously, to gain some sense of control. But nothing gets said and done. And that's the difficulty. With criticism, contempt and, and defensiveness, at least some form of communication is happening, even though it's negative and probably destructive to the relationship. Stonewalling, you, you might as well go in your separate corners and um, keep walking <laughs> because if that happens for a long period of time, uh, then you know, I think you have to say farewell to a connection in the relationship. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to separate and divorce. I know there have been many relationships in the past that have survived, and I'm going to use the word survived as a couple, even though there's very little communication and conversation happening and maybe little affection and admiration and all the positive things that we've talked about. But they've stayed together for the, for the kids. They've stayed together for financial reasons. Um, they've stayed together for social reasons because it's just the thing to do and, you know, the embarrassment of going through a, a breakup may be just too much. However, it doesn't make for a happy or a healthy relationship. And these days, I guess we're fortunate that we do have more choices, particularly with women earning you know, their own money and having their own resources to be able to step out on their own. And let's face it, there are more separations and more divorces than ever. Hmm. Okay, so we've looked at the signs. Let's say it's inevitable. We need to break up. Not you and me. This isn't a, a message. Um, but let's say you've, you've reached that conclusion. So I guess I know when I've been in that position before it's uh it's not a great feeling because you know you know you're going to have to have that difficult conversation um and so it's preparing for it what how's the other person going to react all those sorts of Mm. things so do do you have some tips on you know how do you how do you go through that process of breaking up without you know if the other person hasn't really done anything nasty to you and it's just not working how do you do that really tactfully uh, yeah, look, I, I think one of the important things to keep in mind is um, often the person that, that instigates the breakup or the conversation about the breakup has been thinking about it for possibly years, maybe, you know, two years, three years. And um, when they do bring up the conversation about this is not working anymore, we've tried X, Y and Z, and it's still not working and I would like to separate and they inform their partner, their partner may either will be in shock that it's reached that point or their partner kind of agrees but still doesn't want to go through that because it's, you know, it's a big life change. Even if through. even if you both have talked about it before that, you know, things aren't working out, I think when you actually say it mm. that this is I actually want to break up now um, – I think often, even if the other person knows it, has known it, sometimes it's still hard to actually digest and it is. and move forward on that. Yeah, 
And, you know, often breakups can happen over a long period of time where um, they have to go through, you know, that process of, of just digesting that information that this is a reality that we've both come to terms with. You know, it's um, there's no easy way to break up and there's no – it's hard for me to give people tips on the best way to break up. Every situation is different. Um, if if it if it's happening to you because somebody's physically left, and you have to just bite the bullet and uh, grieve the breakup, but also accept it. That's less a breakup and more a got up, got up and left. Got up and left, yeah, and that happens to a lot of people as well because it's not an easy thing to have that discussion. And I, I'm thinking back to. Um, my situation many years ago where um, my partner at the time, he I discovered that he had an affair and when he realised that I'd discovered that, um, shortly after he wanted to um, make it work and have, have a, a go at the relationship and try and fix things and not I think about two, three months later he... He said, I don't think I can do this. And I was quite shocked. And I think back to one of the things he said was, I thought you kind of knew that this wasn't working out. And what I said to him at the time was, well, you never really talked to me about it. So it was very jarring because things happened where assumptions were made that we just both knew where things were at and we didn't because it was never really talked about openly. And I think that's really the difference, isn't it? So if you're both on the same page and you you understand it's not working, then when you hear that message, you go, I kind of sort of agree. I think we've tried and it hasn't worked and yep. you know, let's amicably go our own way. Yep. Or the other method, which is... I thought everything was going really well. I thought we were really working hard and it was going well and all of a sudden now you want to leave. Yeah. And in my case, it was actually uh, something in between where I know everything um, wasn't fantastic and wasn't going the way that we would both like it to go, but I thought we both had the commitment to keep working at it in our own way because there was a lot of if i look at the four horsemen there was a lot of those qualities of criticism um, and stonewalling involved but being you know relatively young and not knowing how to overcome those difficulties um, it meant that they just kept going and you know the longer all those negative aspects of relationship that we've just talked about the longer they happen in a relationship um the the quicker the relationship breaks down and harder it is to to you know kind of come back from that so in terms of what makes it easier i think um i would suggest that if you're thinking about a breakup it's always helpful to have someone to talk to about it that initially isn't your partner and i would suggest a professional because they can have a neutral view of the situation and reflect back to you what the pros and cons and um, you know the the specific situation you're going through. Sometimes I find when you talk to friends, they're your friend. 
they're going to support you 100% and they may not be up to challenging you around, you know, is this the best thing for you to do? And maybe you haven't um, considered certain things. Maybe there are things that a a professional can help you look at um, a little bit more in detail. But I, I would suggest that you start with talking about it. And the other reason for doing that is that I'm a real believer in, um, you know, once you make a commitment to a relationship, that part of the commitment is trying to make it work, um, getting help if it's not working. And if your partner's not willing to go to a couples therapist, then you go to a couples therapist. And as a result of that, if you come away from, and it may take one, two, three sessions, I don't know. If you come away from that experience thinking, I feel clearer about my decision that I need to end this relationship for me, then that's fine. Yeah, and I I know friends who have done that. They've gone and seen someone because their partner wouldn't go, but it's given them clarity. And it's also, as you say, had a sounding board for what they've been thinking and just understanding that what they felt was probably true, Mm. you know, because sometimes you doubt yourself um so yeah look there's there's lots of different scenarios at play you know there's the person who goes to break up and then they spend a few minutes with that other person and they change their mind and back away from actually breaking up and then you know sometimes that can linger that's often been the uh, plot for many a tv show yes um you know but there's there's the hard breakups i guess where you're on different pages and people don't see it coming there's the easier breakups when you all agree that that's probably the right thing to do and I guess as you mm. said there's sometimes those in the middle and you know I've, I've had a breakup where um sounds like I've had lots of relationships but um I've had a breakup where uh, it was a two-year relationship and um it was an amicable breakup but it wasn't easy by any means and um you know, it was necessary and I look back on it and I think, you know, we both did the right thing. But emotionally, because we really had respect for each other, it was so hard to do it at the time to have that discussion that I think that discussion pretty much went for the whole day. Mm. And I remember an episode of Friends where something like, oh, I think it was Friends, but uh, it was a sitcom and they they talked the whole day about the relationship, but they ended up breaking up in the end because, you know, you don't want to just say what you have to say and then walk out. Mm. You know, you, you want to be respectful to that person. So and it starts with, how are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. No, Joey? Joey, no. Joey, yeah. Um, so, yes, the it's really, 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 really... <laughs> <laughs> Too many reallys there. Um, it's a difficult topic, breaking up, but it's really necessary in in you know these um, these times, I guess, where you can break up in a really ugly, messy, awful way, or you can break up in a respectful um, way and a respectful way for yourself, not just for your partner as well. I think it comes down to being real, real with yourself. And real with the relationship, you know, is is it really going somewhere? And have I done everything I can possibly have done to save it? And, yeah. you know, if the answer is, 
you're on completely different pages of different books, um, then, you know, maybe maybe you're not meant to be together. And that's okay. And I think that's the stigma that people have, that, you know, breaking up, it seems like um, you've given in or, you know, you've surrendered or, you know, something you've lost. And I think mm. sometimes the only real way to grow and move forward is sometimes to leave something behind. Yeah. And we haven't actually mentioned um, children in this um, discussion at all, but often people would stay together because of the kids. And what I have to say to that is that um, one of the worst things you could do with children is model a lack of love and affection and um, a bond in the relationship. And children are smart. They know that something is missing with their parents or with that couple and they know that um, something's not quite right with it. So um, it, you, sh- you shouldn't allow that to interfere in that decision-making process. But if it's necessary to break up and move on, then that's okay to do that too. Okay. Well, I think we've pretty much covered everything off there. We concur in that breaking up is often hard to do but definitely necessary sometimes yep excellent we hope you enjoyed this episode we'll catch you next time it's goodbye from D and it's goodbye from A stay mindful bye If you like this episode, then please consider subscribing to find out whenever a new episode drops. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, that's a little purple button on your iPhone, iTunes or Stitcher. You can of course go to our website at www.thednaofmindfulrelationships.com or our Facebook page where you can like us and share our show with your friends. Send us an email to info at the DNA of mindful relationships.com and ask us questions or give us feedback or maybe suggest some ideas for some upcoming shows. We look forward to catching you next time and until then, stay mindful. <laughs>